Welcome to the Afton Podcast. Today we're diving into the world of graphic design with our next guest, Quinn Shorman. Quinn masterfully crafts visual identities, explores experimental topography, and shapes editorial designs. From creating brand systems for top condominium developers to designing eye-catching merch and album covers for local musicians, Quinn's adaptability is truly remarkable. So get ready to uncover the creative process and mindset of this dynamic designer. So firstly, you went to OCAD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to OCAD. Nice. How was your experience at OCAD? It was fine. Um, (laughs) I started in drawing and painting, and then I switched to sculpture and installation. Nice. The teachers were great. Uh, The people were okay. I, I was just the type of student that would go in and out. Yeah, like, me too. I, I, I never chilled there. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even answer the question, but that was my experience. But I feel like that is, like, at least for me, like, okay, in a nutshell, it's like, you go in, do your shit, and leave. Like, yeah. I, I think all of my friends were, like, at Ryerson, and I didn't have any friends at okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, is that where, you, like, you learned all of your digital stuff, or was that kind of self-taught? Yo, you see, that's the crazy thing, mm-hmm. is that... Even though I was in sculpture and installation, we never really learned digital stuff, mm-hmm. which was crazy. Yeah, no Because I was like, I discovered digital art right after I graduated. Because I was like, okay, what can I do? <laughs> and I was really tired of physicals because my, my thought of mind or my intuition mm-hmm. at that time, which was kind of wrong, um, was like, hey, what are you going to get out of doing physical um sculpture it's only like the skill set you're working with is only allocated towards gallery stuff Mm -hmm. and i wanted to get away from that lo and behold i am working like in a shop right now a studio and i'm doing physical sculptures and digital sculptures right and we we're working on like superhero stuff so yeah my intuition was wrong in the sense that like i only had the potential to do gallery works Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, digital work started right after. And the great thing is that that skill is needed for um, what I'm doing as well. Absolutely. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What was your experience like there? Yeah, pretty similar to yours where like didn't have too many friends. I was in like a very different program. Um, I was in a program called Digital Futures. I have not heard of that. Yeah. So Digital Futures is like a multidisciplinary tech program. Oh, yeah. And has nothing to do with graphic design at all. Yeah, so basically what happens, like, when I got out of high school, I was kind of, you know, like, I'm sure as everyone does, like, trying to figure out where they want to go, what they want to do with their lives. And, you know, I heard OCAD, like, I, I didn't even do art in school, man. Like, you really? Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, OCAD, in my, like, 17-year-old brain, was like the Harvard for art school. That's so, what I thought, too. So I was like, fuck it, like, I'm going to OCAD Digital Futures. And it was like, yeah, like, tech's probably important, like, I'll just do that. And I started realizing, like, I fucking can't code. Oh, it was coding. Yeah, it was, like, coding. And, like, wearable technology and, like, 3DS Max and, like, Maya and all these, this, like, really tech shit, like, 3D printing. Yeah. I got two years deep and I was like, this isn't for me. Like, I have to switch. So in my third year, like, I tried to switch into graphic design. And because they're so different, they're like, yeah, you're going to have to, like, basically restart school if you want to start doing design (laughs) so i was like i'm just gonna just stay in this program and like learn on my own and 
it wasn't until like I, I was looking for like internships in New York and I met this guy who owned a production house and he worked on like Game of Thrones and like all these like crazy ass like uh, movies and TV shows. It's a small world. Once you get into like film, yeah. you actually like, sorry to cut you off. No, no, then- not at all you start meeting people and then you find out it's a very small circle. Yeah. It's a lot smaller right? than it seems to be yeah. on TV. And I was like, at the time I was still kind of doing 3d stuff like very poorly, but I thought I was going to be like a 3d artist of some sort. So I went to talk to him and I was like, Hey man, like if you could give me any advice or whatever, I'm looking to maybe do an internship down here, like any advice you could give me. And he's like, yeah, if you're serious about this, like you got to do it every day. So I, I like really took that to like heart. And like, kind of as like a, like, okay, I'll show you, I'll do it every day. Yo, Steven was telling me about <laughs> your mentality. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, all right, like kind of like a, not in like a go fuck yourself, I'll show you, but just like, yeah, I'm going to do this shit every day. And yeah. I'm going to show you in six months that like, I've been doing this every day. Yeah. And I started off in 3D and I was running like such a shit computer that like. like do you, do you know the specs you were running? No, it was like a 20. 12 macbook pro oh okay okay that that's even worse <laughs> yeah. man like yeah. like yeah. trying to add any form of texture onto like any design i made was the longest part and it would like it would my computer would crash all the time and i was just like dude like i can't <laughs> i can't do 3d every day and then i was like i guess i'll just start like fucking around in like photoshop and illustrator and I don't know. I think I did it for I did it for a year straight, and that's when I started to like dip my toe into like graphic design. But I was, I wouldn't even have called it graphic design at that point. It was more just like digital experimentation. Mm. Where it's like it's like me just learning how to use Illustrator because before then, like I'd never used that software. I never used Photoshop. It was all like processing and HTML and CSS and shit that I could not understand. <laughs> yeah, like I was getting like fifties in like all these programming classes. The best part though is. At the end of the day, we all graduate with a piece of paper. Doesn't matter if you if you got nineties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you can go nineties, you can go break point even fifties, yeah. and you still graduate with the same piece it's of true. paper as someone else. It's true. And the best part is that after graduating with the same piece of paper, mm-hmm. you can excel them. You could be their boss. Yeah, later on. exactly. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's right? so true. Yeah, but I just like I really started to like adapt that mentality of like to be good at anything you have to do it every day yeah something i've noticed with like a lot of creatives at least in my circle not even in my circle just like from like you know kind of like being aware of other people is like we love to think that like you can't get through creative block we see creative block as like this like end all be all thing Mm -hmm. and realistically like i was able to like produce some form of work every day for like almost two years straight And it wasn't because like I'm like a different thinker or like I'm like super creative and I can think of all these ideas. But like if you accept that you are in creative block, it's just like an easy excuse like not to do anything. Yeah. So if you just like really commit to being able to do something every day and like no matter if it's like shit or the best thing you've ever made and just like putting it out there or like creating like your own blog just to like keep yourself accountable and not just saving something and throwing it on your desktop. You know, you have a hard deadline and you have to get it out. Talking about doing it every day, Mm -hmm. I have energy, but then what I use that energy on is going to the gym. However, I do want to include sculpting on the daily as well, Mm -hmm. where like I can put in an hour or so. But with what I do, or at least the skill level I'm currently at, Mm -hmm. I release work 
after a few weeks. Mm -hmm. In other words, the creation process, it has too many steps. I fully hear you with that. And I think like that, that notion that I was speaking to, like the designing every day is not something that is as important. Like I think working towards something every day. Mm. So like right now, like I'm not posting as much as I did on Instagram, but at work, like I'm, I'm still designing every single day. Yes. You know what I mean? What If you're at work, you're, I'm sure you're doing some form of sculpture or refining your craft at work oh, yes. every day, right? Oh, so yes. to me, in our situation now, like we've gotten to the point in our careers, I designed every day because I knew I wasn't skilled enough mm. as a graphic designer to just get hired based off my talent. I needed a company to look at me and be like, okay, like, we can polish this kid, but I'll be damned if he doesn't have the drive to give him a chance. Yeah. So that was my mentality. It wasn't so much that like to be the best person ever, you have to design every day, yeah. I think. But to make yourself employable and to also like really be serious about it, to show other people you're serious about it. And like if you think you're serious about it, like if you're trying to learn a new skill, like I think it's super important to in some level, like refine the craft every day. In other words, it's not necessarily about, hey. I have created a piece. Look at this piece. Exactly. Right. It's more leading on with working your skills. As you said, refining. Exactly. It's just a matter of refining your skills every day. Exactly. You don't have to necessarily complete something. No. You just have to work on something in which you you learn or you become faster at that. Exactly. Because there's there's of course there's there's some things like that can't happen in a day. Right. Yes. There's there's some job like for me. There was an accountability and like if I don't have a hard deadline, like I tend to like push things. I'm, I'm I like procrastinate quite a bit. I needed that to keep myself accountable. And I was able to commit that amount of time mm. into it to finish something. There, of course, there'd be times where like I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. Or I could have done a hundred more things to it to make it better. But it's just like oh, they're either like type experiments or thought experiments or design experiments where the end goal is not to have a shit ton of portfolio work. It's just to like maybe you learned something today. Maybe you learned a new like Photoshop action that you yeah didn't know before. So that that was my kind of thinking with it is just if you do it every day, I guarantee you, you will learn so much more about the thing you're trying to learn than if you like, you know, just like kind of like half commit to it. Yes, I agree with you on that note as well. Saying that we, you got to learn every day, it can be easy, but then starting to learn every day, yeah. it can be challenging. Of course. Right. So why don't we talk about the steps one can take to start learning every day, to get into the routine mm -hmm. of learning every day. From my take, I'm going to use the gym as an example, yeah. especially with COVID, where that routine of every day just completely vanished mm -hmm. and I yeah. had to relearn. And I just learned how to relearn how to do it every day yeah. to the point in which my mind's like, I need to yes, do it exactly. or else I will feel bad. Yes. What I did the goal at first was three times a week. I was making it once to two times. Mm -hmm. But then eventually after three weeks, I started making it three times a week. The notion of how did I make it from one to three times a week? It's simply telling myself, okay, we have seven days in the week. Yeah. Yeah. At least make it once this week. Yeah. Like one in seven is not that much. No. And then I broke it down even more and said, okay, I'm not going to necessarily go for, like, I, I normally go there for two hours. Sure. Then I told myself, I'm not going to go there for two hours. It's just one in 24 hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I broke that down even further, mm -hmm. right? So it's from one to seven to one in 24. Yeah. Which makes it 
you think of it and you're like, oh, okay, sure. And I look at my phone quite frequently and I'm like, okay, I can just take out that one hour. I sit down and stare at the balcony (laughs) for so long. Okay, we could just take that one hour. Mm -hmm. And then I also trick myself. Okay, we need, you have to also find this little trick where you're like, okay, you need fresh air. Yeah. And the moment I go outside, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're already here. Exactly. Let's get going. Exactly. So those were my steps mm-hmm. to go to the gym one to three times. Mm-hmm. So in other words, find one day in a week yeah. and then break it down further exactly. and go 124 yeah. hours and then break it down further and find a trick or something that can manipulate your mind or your body into pushing itself to do this thing. And then after that happened, I started telling myself, okay, let's switch it. Let's go to every other day. Yeah. So what would happen was uh, sometimes I would have one day and then skip two days. But then as I kept doing that, my body and my mind automatically felt like, okay, I'm missing out. Like something doesn't feel right. Let's go, you know? So I then started getting into that routine of every other day. Mm -hmm. And then my mind started wanting more. And then I started going every day, pretty much. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And that's how I got into the routine of it. So how would you find is a good way of getting into the routine of every day we got to do something? Yeah, I think what everything you were just speaking to is so is so important. And I think as people and as humans, it's very easy to be overwhelmed. So if I said, I'm going to design every day for a year. Yeah, I look at that and I'm like, it's so daunting. Yeah, right. But like you were just saying, a year is crazy. Like thinking about that, like 365 days, every single day, you're making a piece of design or art. You're never going to get there because it seems so massive in its concept. Right. Mm. But like you were saying, breaking it down, breaking it down to the day. Yeah. If you commit yourself to saying, I'm going to sit in this chair for one hour and one hour only. And then if you like what you're doing, you can sit in your chair for 12 hours. That's true. If you're into it, right? But just getting into the routine of being like, I just have to sit in my chair and open fucking Illustrator or open Photoshop and just start playing. And maybe I'm watching a tutorial and all I want to figure out is how to add like a noisy gradient to like this type. And then you search it up and you learn how to do it. And then you go, okay, like I wonder what that noisy gradient type would look like with like an illustration. So then you you end up drawing. And then you're not thinking about okay, I only have 324 more days to do. No. You're just locked in yeah. on, that, on that one design. Exactly. And if, if doing it every day, like you were saying with the gym, is daunting at first, I think it's totally acceptable. Because I, I can also understand how every single day is very extreme. But I, as who I am personally, like I have a it's very- It's a special mentality. I have man. a very hard time. Like if I don't do it, I'm extremely black or white. Yeah. I, I have a very hard time dealing with gray. Yeah. So if I know I have to do this, there's something that just switches in my brain and it's like, okay, you have to fucking do it now. Like if I give myself leniency yeah, and like, okay, just do it three days this week. I won't do it three days. That routine of like doing it every day is so important to me personally. I don't think it is- the end all be all like if you don't do it every day seven days a week for fucking five years like you're gonna you're gonna you're never gonna get hired like it's obviously not the case but for me i very much pictured this as like if i don't do this every day 
you're going to be stuck in school doing something you really suck at. You're going to be working like a terrible job. Like you're never going to get anything out of this because you're not good enough at what you're doing right now. And maybe that's like a bit extreme to say. It, like, it reminds me, sorry. It no, reminds me of, um, I don't know if you watched Formula One, man, but then it reminds me of Verstappen's father. He He's like... When Verstappen used to drive, and mm-hmm. and was his, Verstappen's father would be like, "You drive like a, you drive like a truck driver. Yeah. Right? You're so slow. This is not yeah. for you." Yeah, and stuff like that. And in your case, though, mm-hmm. not not Verstappen's father yeah. being like, "He drive like a truck driver to his own kid." Yeah, but then in your case, it's like everybody has different ways of coming about their goals. One hundred percent. Um, for some people, it might be that reinforcement of I, I don't I don't want to call it negative reinforcement mm-hmm. right but then it might be that reinforcement of hey you're gonna have a bad life if you don't it's, do this it's like do or die <laughs> yeah like for some people it's that and yeah. then for for other people it, and this is where I'm gonna use positive reinforcement <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> right? for some people it's absolutely. positive reinforcement 100% I, I don't want to like the thing is, I just said I'm not going to use negative reinforcement, but I just use positive reinforcement. All right. It's- <laughs> so I'm like, uh, but yeah, for other people, it might be positive reinforcement. Absolutely. Where it's like, hey, you can do this mm-hmm. type of gig. Personally, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You're in your mind. Yeah. And all the gears are moving. Exactly. And it's like, okay, if I don't do this, if I don't perform mm-hmm. to XYZ yeah. standard, yeah. I'm going to have a bad time. The people around me are gonna be like, Do you know what you're doing? Yeah, exactly. Right? But I, th- I still think like in both in both situations, like there's absolutely still an aspect of achieving. Right? Oh yeah. Which I think at the bottom line is like, yeah, I don't I don't want to get it like jaded and be like, Yeah, you have to fucking like tell yourself you're gonna fucking die and you're never gonna have a job and like you gotta work every day or you're gonna because it's not like it's not sustainable and i'm I'm very aware of that it's not no because like Like, i literally drove myself pretty much insane dude like trying to do this and being like i'd be like canceling on friends i'd be like and at that point at that moment i needed that because I, I wasn't a graphic designer and i knew i needed to be a graphic designer Mm -hmm. because i knew how it made me feel and also, like, I was a big skateboarder as a kid. Yeah. Right? So I knew that, like, what it really feels like to really enjoy something. And it almost becomes, like, a bit of, like, a mental illness where, like, I only think about graphic design. You know what I mean? I'm, like, walking <laughs> down the street, like, oh, that that typeface is sick. Like, that logo's dog shit. Like, I'm, I'm like. It, it, that's good, man. But where... it's, it's also, like, <laughs> it's absolutely good. But it gets to a point where it's, like, it's also, like too much it can very easily become too much yes and then there's like that me there's like that that aspect of me like dumping this onto people and be like yo like what do you think of that typeface and like i don't fucking care like bro we're like literally getting we're getting drinks at a bar like don't ask me about the fucking menu design and it's just like but i'm always on like i go Uh, home like my my buddy who i haven't seen in a while like he was over yesterday from high school yeah and he's like oh what kind of movies do you watch and I was like, I don't know, like, I was like, what's your favorite movie right now? And I was like, I've been really into like the Helvetica documentary. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, you know that font? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, it's just about that. And he's like, what about it? And I was like, just the font, like, just like the impact. I mean, dude, that's like your interest. You exactly. Know? Like my interest in my career have very much like become one thing. Yeah. A lot of people are like. Yeah, you want to keep them separate. Something my father told me was that you want to do something that 
at the end of the day, you feel rejuvenated. Absolutely. You're right. And it's rare. It, it really is rare to truly feel like you're in a space and you can combine your career and your passion into the same kind of field. Like at, at my job, like it's not like I'm, I, I, so I work in marketing right yeah. now and like in advertising and I do a lot of condominium marketing. So like designing like brochures and A-frames and like billboards for condos, right? Yeah. I don't fucking love condos, obviously, but I love design. Exactly. Right? And I get to implement that into condominium developments. So it's like, yeah, sure, is not maybe the most exciting field, but I know that at any moment I could take all these skills that I'm learning at work and I could apply them to like if someone reaches out to me and like says like, yo, I want to rebrand my chicken nugget brand. All of these skills that you learn are not only applicable to one aspect of art or one aspect of design. As you said from earlier, you needed to do it on the daily mm -hmm. so you could just get into that zone in which you're comfortable with your skill set. Yeah. Or not necessarily comfortable, but then you are... You're able to perform at a certain level. Exactly. Yeah. And you're confident yeah. that you can do something. Yeah. Even if it's slight, slightly <clears throat> new to you, mm -hmm. you're still confident that, okay, I can still achieve this. Yeah. You have that, you have that base understanding of all of like the facets that you've either learned in school or learned by yourself. Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe I've never sculpted this before, but I, I sure know how to sculpt a face or I sure know how to sculpt whatever. Yeah. And you're able to apply that. It's like, I've never designed a website before, but I've designed enough layouts that I know like, you know, like how this should probably flow from a graphic design standpoint. Yeah. And then I'll have like my, my web designer be like, yeah, like this was working really well. Like I can tell that you understand this, but this would never work because when the user clicks that, and that's not something I would have ever thought about because I've only been designing like print files or like production mm. stuff. So it's yeah. like, I'm not thinking about how a user would like interact with the website okay which is you know what i mean yeah but then that's another thing i pick up oh now if i'm designing web i need to think about how the interactions will happen yeah right when you design a poster it's like yeah i know i want the viewer to see this first and then this first and then this first not so much like okay how will this click lead to this guy and then like mm. what's the animation of the the website video well you know what i mean it's just yeah. like these new aspects that you are still learning. And that's what keeps it fresh. And, you know, like, that's why it's like not boring all the time. And being able to work on more than one job at once, I think is like also what keeps at least my job, like quite fresh. You talked about the facets of things you learn at school. Mm -hmm. Do you find that in order to do what you're doing, graphic design, you have to go to school for it? As, as you said yeah. earlier, what I got from that is that, okay, this guy's like, yeah, you could do it on your own. Mm -hmm. But what's your take on um, going to school and getting a degree yeah. so you could get work? Yeah, I, I, I have, I don't want to say a strong opinion, but I have, I've definitely have some ideas about that. It's something I think about um, often. And the skill sets that I've learned from graphic design, I, I took maybe one class in school about graphic design. Everything else was self-taught. And I think in any creative field, your portfolio is always going to be stronger than your resume, yes. right? I think any talented recruiter or employee will be able to recognize quality graphic design. Um, so if you're able to really curate a solid portfolio, no, I don't think school is necessary, but 
I do think it is helpful in the fact that like it's unfortunate, but there are some companies that just love to see the degree. But unfortunate, I truly believe also that if we were comparing person A to person B, right? And person A had a university degree and a dog shit portfolio, <laughs> but then person B didn't have a degree and a fantastic portfolio. They're taking person B every single time. Yes. So it helps. I do not think it is the end all be all. Absolutely. And I'm only saying this for creative work, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, the the whole podcast yeah, is based on exactly, creativity. Exactly. Right? I think you got to commit to it like it is school. Yeah. But if you don't, if you can do that without going to school. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to pursue school, commit to it like you are at school. Right. Yes. I think that's the biggest part is like, if you're not in school, it's very easy to let things slip. Yeah. And you know, like, oh, like, well, I'm just going to go to work today. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to, do, like, I don't have to learn today, whatever. Yeah. What is so important about school is the constant learning that's happening. Yeah. And the deadlines as well, yes. right? The way I think of school is it's the same as learning alone, except someone is giving you a deadline. Everything in school, you could learn alone. Most things you learn, uh, this is probably from my field. Yeah. I learned them and... Most of the time, it wasn't like an aha, this yeah. is so new. I, yeah. Like, I just discovered yeah. diamonds. Yeah. It's, it's not like that. It's you're working with this new material and you're like, okay, yeah, I see this material is doing XYZ or mm -hmm. I see why I should take XYZ step because it's just common sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, in other words, like you can learn alone it's just you're gonna discover these steps like school is not something where you learn how to discover diamonds no, no it's not just at all. it's just a place where you can quickly learn how to apply common sense yeah that's how i have seen school totally. now more than anything yeah hey if you're enjoying this episode with quinn and want to discover more like-minded artists in the realm of art film, dance, and music, I encourage you to embrace your creative curiosity and subscribe. I mean, I'm the host, so I might be a little biased, you know, but joining our community is one of many excellent ways to fuel your creativity and engage with fellow enthusiasts. Can we talk about mental health? Yeah, yes. sure we can. Have you ever experienced burnout? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we can go once again, like back into school because my thesis project was literally based on mental health mm. and in design mm -hmm. and how using design and art as therapy is super helpful in like improving one's mental health. Okay. Can you, yeah. can you go further? Yeah. So what, like going back to the designing every day, like that's when I felt like I was the most productive and most myself that I've ever been as like a graphic designer. I felt every day there was like this small reward of finishing a piece of design, right? So I knew that no matter what I did that day, like I would have that, that win mm. of making something. So I, I was going through like a, a bit of like kind of like a dark time and I was like really struggling with depression. And it was after I did like my first round of designing every day. So I ended up deferring from school for just over a year um, because I was like in this space, of like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I'm a good enough graphic designer. Dude, that was like two years ago, me going yeah. into my fourth year. Yeah. Oh, I had that. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I took, I took some time off and like really, really found what I wanted to do and 
because I attempted my thesis project once before and I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, right? I didn't know like how I could take all these all this knowledge that I've learned and like apply it to one big project. Because at the end of the day, like I wasn't extremely passionate about the field that I was in in school. I was far more passionate about what I was learning outside of school. So I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I needed to take a year off to like really figure that out and, you know, like try and improve my mental health and like feel like I'm ready to be in school. Like I was just going through like a really rough, rough patch. And I was working at a coffee shop, you know, just like trying to pay rent. And I, I met this guy who was running this like weird blog. I was like, yo, man, like he used to come into the coffee shop all the time and just like work on his computer. And he'd come in so often and we got talking and he was just like, yeah, man, like I'm running this thing called um, Futureland. And it's basically just like- NFT stuff? No, it was just like he made this platform where people would design every day. It was so fucking weird, dude. And I was like, that's insane that you're telling me about that because I just did like I just finished a year of designing every day and he's like yeah man like I'm on tenure from work and I've been doing it for three years he's like I learned music production year one and then he's like I learned I forget what the second one was but he's like I did this year two and now I'm learning like python coding year three and he's like showing me his website and like all of it's it was like fight club for for designing every day it was like there was like this fucking weird app that you downloaded and it it literally was like a fever dream and and it was just like there's like 150 people in here designing every day and like because he knew like how important it was to just if you want to get better at something do it every day so after i fucking met that guy vin um shout out yeah shout out vin if you ever fucking (laughs) hear this vin shout out to you man and I was like, that's it. Like, that's what I'm fucking doing. I've been doing this. Like, this is my thesis project. Yeah. Because he was also struggling with depression. Like, he used this as an opportunity to to learn and to feel better about himself and to get out of this, like, dark place. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's, like, what it did for me. And he's like, well, there you go. And I was like, yeah, that's my thesis. Nice, man. So I went back and I was like, I didn't want to do just graphic design again. I didn't want to repeat another year of like I wanted it to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. so I was working in like kinetic typography so still in like the design realm but I would use after effects to like fuck around with like letters and just like tight little type experiments and what I would do with that is I would do these type experiments every day and on day one I would record my emotion for that day and I would do like a digital entry of a diary yo are you on reddit uh no not really you should uh check like r slash uh data is i don't know if it's data is useful Mm -hmm. but like you have different like recordings uh like people record different things yeah whether it be themselves or not themselves yeah but i've seen someone record their emotions yeah right And, and this has made me think man i should like i should record this and they have different colors um, on calendar yeah you could see exactly like, okay red is yep. bad day it's exactly red, what it looked like like yeah anyway yeah yeah so it's just like my thesis question was does designing every day impact one's mental health and does f- the idea of finishing a task every day like help to improve one's thinking about themselves and one's thinking about like the career that they're in or like the the industry that they want to be in I started it like in a dark time. The, a lot of the initial ones were like, I was getting into it. Like I, there was a lot more pressure on this one because it's like the year before when I did the design every day, I was just doing it for myself, right? 
And obviously I was still as committed to it as I was for my thesis, but there was nothing riding on the personal one when I was just doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. Right now there was like a grade attached to it and that kind of brought in its like own stress. It's like, you really fucking have to do this every day. Yeah. Like it was not so much a personal thing. It was more like you're being judged on this, which is like an interesting concept in itself because like the main idea of designing every day is like doing it for you and putting as much work into yourself as you possibly can. But you are doing it for more than you. Exactly. But I also really wanted to share that, like how important this process is. Mm. So as much as it was for a grade, like I very much still wanted to learn how to use like kinetic typography and after effects. I knew like after effects was a big, a really powerful tool that I have not like experimented with yet. So I started doing it and I would record my emotion and color coded. Yeah. And I would also do like a data entry of how I was feeling that day, what happened during that day. Just like just that is so being introspective. Yeah. yeah. And then I would like link the Instagram post to it, right? Because yeah. I would post everything on Instagram. So two semesters, because there's like the thesis writing part yeah. and then the thesis like execution part. Yeah, I remember and, that. But with mine, it's like I had to execute the whole time because my research That's true. Like I had to do this every day because I doing it for the year was like the most important part. So by the time everyone was like starting to create their shit, they were like, oh, how's yours going? I was like, I've been doing this for like four months already. Like I'm good. So it was it was cool. Like I had a different experience because like my deliverable was happening the entire time. So it, it wasn't so much that like I needed to do check-ins. There was no like finished product, right? Oh, it was more yeah. just like, here's my website. Yeah. This is the graph you can look at to like check out my emotions and see like what mad quinn on whatever january 4th <laughs> looked like and what did that design look like yeah or what did happy quinn on fucking march 12th look like so it was interesting and i i really did feel like it got me out of a kind of a slump and gave me like a newfound passion again for design so it was really successful like i think i got a good mark on it but at the end of the day like i knew that i was able to commit myself again to quite like a strenuous task yeah and that that was just like a cool win in my book so what were your overall findings your overall conclusions of that yeah absolutely absolutely so i think the 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 main thing is it really does make you feel better about yourself uh no matter what kind of shit day you're having and there's trust me there's going to be times where you the last thing you want to do is sit down on your computer and, and make some typography or make some shit but being able to do that and being able to like take yourself out of that space and just be like, listen, dude, like, you, you know, you have to do this. Just get it done. And then the second you finish it, you instantly get the relief, right? Yeah. You're like, fuck, I did it. I feel I've completed something. Mm-hmm. Even when like, you know, like some days you're sitting in your bed, like the whole fucking day, like light, lights off watching TV. And it's like, you're just in that dark, depressive state. But then you have to know like, all right, it's time to go to the computer. Like I have to fucking do this. And you finish and you're like, fuck like okay i i gained something from this day yeah you know what i mean like some people like like to make their beds right and like i've been trying to get better at making my bed you know make my bed probably five days a week now nice good job <laughs> yeah, good job we, we no, man, like that's good <laughs> honestly you're getting there <laughs> just know though that after a while it doesn't well i i have it differently a long time ago when i was a kid me and my mom um we lived in a, in a little apartment mm-hmm. and my bed was in the kitchen. Okay. And the front door to enter the, the place was like the kitchen yeah. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So 
I had to make my bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if I didn't make yeah. my bed and guests come in, they'd yeah. be like, what's this? Yeah, yeah. Right? So totally. like it got me into that zone that, okay, you got to make your bed Absolutely. every day. Absolutely. Right? And then like I, I didn't know what it was uh, until I like we have everybody has watched that motivational video of the first thing you got to yeah. do when you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. when you get up yeah. is make your bed yeah. because it's the first achievement you have Yeah, made, exactly. Right? And that was yeah. a big part of it. Like, honestly, it's, <laughs> like, it's that little win. Like, yeah. it's it's no matter how shit your day went, yeah. I made my goddamn bed. Yeah. Right? I made like, a fucking goddamn poster. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, after, like, having that making your bed from a uh, chore and, like, watching the video and then moving into my own place yeah i was like yeah man like that's actually an achievement yeah and that's when i started getting that mentality that okay it's an achievement yeah. rather than a chore yes you know because exactly. i could close a door now and lo and behold i can have an unmade bed yeah like <laughs> right but yeah man like that is <laughs> that is definitely it's so it's it's so real and the more times you can have little wins throughout the day Honestly, like the better you feel about yourself. Yeah. Like I, I really think, and it's also like a very therapeutic process to be able to lock into something. Yeah. Right. It's, 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 I found it's like very similar to meditation where for the most part, you know, after effects can fucking crash. Everybody. And then, yeah, that's, and then that it's true. not meditation anymore. That is true. Yeah. That's why you got to save every five minutes, <laughs> exactly. man. Like, like, exactly. I kid you not. I have gone through work. Yeah. And like, Dude. there are some points in which you're just zoned in absolutely that you completely forget to yeah. save it, oh, right? No. And then no. you just like, like for me, it's with ZBrush. Like you just you're like, okay, I got this. And then you press <laughs> you press a button that yeah. requires so much CPU power <laughs> that you don't have, and it just crashes. And you're like, oh, oh man, I shouldn't have clicked that button, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that is like you always, even before you get the fucking spinning wheel, yeah. you know when you click that button, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, even you're before you get the crash and you're like, you click and you're like, I know what I just fucking did. Exactly. And I fucking ruined it. Exactly, man. Dude. Like, but that, honestly, that also though is so nice because you're like, I know the, I know what the exact mistake I made. <laughs> yeah. Like. I know, and that, like, honestly, it leads into you knowing your craft. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as, as much it's as, so as, true, much as it is, like, so bad, yeah. it, it just shows that, okay, you know your craft, very and you know tune. what mistake you can, yeah. like, what to avoid, but <laughs> you know what, sometimes when you're just so much into the zone. You're in. Yeah, you're yeah. in, and yeah. and sometimes, like, you're like okay shortcut shortcut because yeah. because you you have those mental shortcuts exactly. in your in your head right mm -hmm. no and like, then you're like when's the last time i really like <laughs> i've been working on shit and i did not save for probably four hours like, and i'm just like you stupid fucking yeah idiot dude. normally i i just like i stand up and i leave like, <laughs> you gotta take you gotta that, take a walk after that i just stand up and i'm like no uh-uh like sometimes yeah. I go back to it, but yeah. then it's yeah. it's very rare. Yeah, you need you I, need that time. You need to recoup for sure. Yeah, man. Oh my um, god, that's so, so <laughs> back to back to the mental health yeah. thing, right? We mentioned about school. Yeah. What about work? Like now that you're actually 
working and getting paid for it. Have you experienced some mental challenges doing it? Yeah. So I think I'm sure everyone can relate to this actually. But for me, because I was not like a classically trained graphic designer or whatever you want to call it, I did not, I do not have a graphic design degree. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a design degree. And yes, I went to school for whatever. I'm just like, definitely do not have all of the skill sets that a graphic designer at my level would probably have. I try and learn my history, you know, like I try and do like my own research and like, like really like lock into stuff, but I'm sure there are pieces that I'm missing. So a lot of it is like, the imposter syndrome yeah. that I get at work where it's like, sometimes I'll be like, Oh, like, why didn't, why didn't you do that? And I go, I didn't know that existed. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I didn't know that, yeah, that was, yeah. but I can't really say like, sure. I can say that. And they're like, my, my, my work knows like I wasn't like a formally trained graphic designer. So it's not like I'm like hiding anything, but they're like, yeah, that was like, that was like kind of a weird move. And I was like, it was <laughs> They're like, yeah. And I was like, you know, like note that one mentally. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, Oh, like, and then, like, there'll be other times where, like, they'll be talking about, like, hand drawing type in school. Mm. And they'd be like, oh, isn't that so annoying? And I'm like, yeah, that was so annoying. Like, I remember <laughs> you're, doing that. You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was like, man. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but then again, like, I can joke around with it. And, and people at my work are so fucking cool. And honestly, it's, like, the best work environment I've ever been in. Same. It's, Isn't it it's great? It's just about finding that work environment. Yeah. And you know what? In terms of keeping you sane, having like a great working environment where everybody respects each other and everybody like understands, even if there are mistakes that are made, absolutely, you know, everybody is understanding. And and the first thing they do is not necessarily come at you and try and bite you. The first thing they do is that is like outsource or find out what the problem is exactly okay, how can we fix this exactly problem, right exactly they're coming to you with constructive criticism absolutely that is a good environment Huge. so and massive that really a very important factor and it's for me yeah. it's a contributing factor to as to why i'm also able to come back home and feel oh, rejuvenated 100 percent, because you feel like my favorite thing on this planet is learning right? yeah uh Things that I like to learn, you know, I don't, I didn't really like school because I wasn't learning things I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. So be it, whatever. Wasn't the best student, no problem. But I will watch fucking documentaries on letterpress for (laughs) like, for so long, dude. I feel you. Like, and I'm so into it, Mm -hmm. right? And so I love learning shit like that. Like I'm doing the Skillshare shit all the time. Like I'm on YouTube constantly trying to take in as much information in the field that I enjoy, right? So it's like, I want to be the best graphic designer that I can fucking be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. So at work, when they say like, oh, you fucked that up, they would never, they don't say it like that, but they're no, like, no, they don't. Um, that's, that's a good Exactly. Thing. They're like, oh, like what happened here? Yeah. Or what super, super supportive work environment. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, it's just one of those things that like, I wasn't really aware of yet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no problem. Like, this is why we do this is why we would do this. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, we do this because of so and so. Like this makes so much sense now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And then like you never make that mistake again. Yeah. Right. And then they pick up on that and they'll be like, oh, like you're getting a lot better at this. Exactly. And I go, oh, thank you so much. Like exactly. I'm trying. <laughs> and the thing is, um, it's also though your ability to take responsibility oh, absolutely. for the fault that you have made. That's really right? well said. Because that's so true. If you if you don't do that, then 
A, you fail at learning. Yeah. And B, everybody's going to be like, okay, this person does not take criticism exactly. well. Or he doesn't and, care about what he's doing. Or he doesn't care exactly. what, about what he's doing. Yeah. Exactly. And then like everybody comes to the conclusion that, okay, we cannot talk to him about, <laughs> about yeah. this work yes. or else he's going to, he or she is going to get heated. Yeah. Get pissy, whatever, like all that. Right. Shit. Yeah. dude. And then that on its own creates a very bad work environment. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a cycle they do. And you have to do by accepting, like, even, even if you have a bad job, you know, I feel like a sane office space or a safe work environment oh can make your job a lot better absolutely, and a lot manageable. Anyway, so what expectations are there when getting into your field? Absolutely. So if you want to get into the marketing side of things, there's so many things and so many aspects of marketing that like I never really considered until I started doing it right at my current role. I'm a junior graphic designer. So mm. Like, like, sorry, how long till you become a senior? Probably like what I've learned is like, it's it's a very long ride. If you're really good, dude, I don't even know. Like a decade, maybe, maybe, maybe more. Yeah. Honestly, like I was talking to to Jay, who's like my senior graphic designer right now. Shout out Jay. And uh, (laughs) he was an intermediate for a very long time. And he's so like, he's unbelievably good. And after a year of being at my job, he like he caught a promotion to senior. But like you really gotta fucking put the time in. And I was talking to him just being like, like, what's the average time for like a junior designer to like hop to a even just like a graphic designer, not even like an intermediate designer? And it's like normally about like four years. So like two to four years to uh to get in there. So I'm just kind of like riding the wave right now. I know I still have like so much to learn. Yeah. And like that's totally fine. Like I'm very, very happy with where I'm at right now. But for me, the expectations that I'm kind of under are very like executionary tasks. So like I'll definitely be helping out with like designing like the logos for a new condo, right? Like we do a lot of condos that we do some other work as well, but our bread and butter right now is definitely condos. So I'll be like contributing logo designs for like the facade of the building, right? Like when there's a huge logo on the side of the building, like Mm -hmm. I'd be helping out with that. I'd be helping out with like the client presentation, right? Oh, okay. So, you know, like who's our target demographic? Like what are the communication pillars that we're trying to um, convey with this branding? I'll do a lot of branding work. So how do we want to convey this condominium in a graphic system? So I'll have contributions, like I'll be doing like polls on Pinterest or polls on like whatever my preferred like brainstorming software is. Where it's like, okay, it'd be really cool if we could have like these kind of textures and these colors, like, so the initial branding, like their social media rollouts. So uh, at most condominiums now, like love to have a social media presence. So I'm at my work, like I'm responsible for, I'd say like 80% of our company's social media accounts. Oh. But we we just hired like a new social media coordinator. Yeah. And she's been like super great in doing like the lesser designy tasks so she's been like super helpful in like taking that on but like yeah logos branding social media and then the biggest thing about like advertising and marketing is like all the digital ads right so like you know when you get like those pop-ups on youtube yeah that's those little like banners at the bottom like <laughs> probably designed fucking a thousand of those yeah <laughs> like, and the thing that's like annoying about that is that's one of those tasks that like are so specific and every single like ad has a different dimension, right? Well, side banner and then like the Facebook ban, like 
there's like 50 different dimensions. Yeah. So you have to take like the brand, the whole entire brand system. Yeah. And then like just plug and play and like these little tiny scales and like, oh. is this legible? Like, <laughs> can't, like it's just, so that's like a, that's a part of it. Like it really helps with like trying to figure out like how to like liquefy a layout. So like how can you take like, let's say like a square Instagram post and take all of the same information and all of the same styling Mm. And apply it into like a super, super thin, long artboard. It's helped me a lot in like thinking in like a dynamic way and not just being like, okay, like if this is a square design, like this goes here, this goes there, this goes there. It's like being able to like remove the elements and like have them work in any dimension, basically. So, so in other words, there's logo design, client presentation, and then there's branding. What inspirations do you use to create your personal works? Yeah, so I try and pull inspiration from like as many different places as possible, whether it's like me walking down the street and like seeing some like super ignorant design on like a convenience store that's like 80 years old. Like I love that shit. Like, but then I also love like super clean typography, right? So, so you, you go like backwards and forwards. Exactly. Like sometimes yeah. I want to be ignorant and yeah. just like design some like stupid, like fuck you shit. Yeah. And then sometimes I want to design like the most like beautifully laid out, like Swiss mm. style, like perfect type. And I get that a lot from, first of all, like the people that I work with, uh, the people that I work with are so unbelievably proficient at their job and they teach me so much. And like, they all have like their own personal Instagrams and their own like design stuff. So I get a lot of inspiration from like my coworkers being like, oh, like that post you made yesterday was unreal. Like, how did you get that effect? And then they show me in two seconds and it fucking blows my mind because <laughs> they do it in two seconds. And then also like books. I, I'm a huge collector of books and like archival like design books. One of my favorite books is called Logo Modernism, which is just like an archive of logos from like, I don't know, like the 20s to like now. It's only good logos and it's like a 500 page book and it's like fucking like a foot big and just like having good inspiration at home. And like I get inspired by like I was at a funeral a couple months ago and like those like Jesus cards that they give out to you with like mm -hmm. the like super like kind of weird like Mother Mary figures oh, yeah, with like yeah, this yeah. like crazy script type. And it's like I'll just scan that in and like fuck <laughs> around with that, you know, like, um. But more related to like the work that I do, I use this program called Arena a lot. Have you Arena. heard of it? Arena. No, yeah, I it's A-R-E dot N-A. A-R-E dot N-A. Yeah. It's basically like the better designed version of Pinterest. I think. Does it work for sculptors as well? I'm sure it does, honestly. Because what I find with Pinterest is like you start to get a lot of the the same images repeating over. Yeah. And, and the images you get are more mainstream exactly so like and i see this a lot in like design right now is like there's a couple of people who are like really paving the way for graphic designers and yeah. like steven fucking smokes it my homie andre um from new york is like really paving the way for like a lot of graphic designers yeah and in what way am i me asking just like he gets bit a lot like you know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people like really try and like replicate his stuff. Yeah. And that's when I can tell like someone's doing the right thing is yeah. like, if like I start to see Instagram posts of like being like, oh, that's an Andre post and then it's not. And that's like the Pinterest behavior is they'll see a post that gets like 80,000 likes on Instagram and they'll be like, well, I'm just going to fucking make one. It's like, no, like it's sick because that's his style, right? Like it's not sick because like, because it's like some like next level design. It's like 
he's put so much time into like developing his style and you know it's working for him just ripping someone off blatantly is like kind of i don't know i think everyone like kind of rips people off like subconsciously there's so many people like <laughs> like there's so many people who do really good work and then so many people who just like copy their shit so blatantly yeah i know i know what yeah. you're talking about um so arena how does how does that go yeah so what is cool about arena is it's predominantly just graphic designers and like creatives who use it it's not it's okay. not so much like you know you can go on pinterest and find like a recipe for like or some shit i don't know arena is just like you get really really specific instagram polls right so like oh, okay. people will like be like uploading like matchbooks from india in like the 1940s and like these illustrations and these textures are like so insane or like these art directors from like head new york companies will like be uploading like where they're pulling their inspiration from so getting like in there at a very like surface level or like in a very deep level actually and let's say like some guy or like some person uploads a hundred records that they they've like scanned in from a record store right then you can go like oh these these records are kind of sick like where else can i find records like this or these matches are sick like i should go to an antique mall and try and look out for matches because i didn't know matches could have such cool design on them so yeah just stuff like that i think arena is a really great space to find unique work i'm gonna check it out yeah myself. it's it's great what else yeah like by my peers a lot you know just walking around i always have my phone on me just like taking a picture of like some type or something that I can use as yeah. like a texture. And then, you know, like, of course, of course, I've used Pinterest before. Like it's good for so long. Exactly. At yeah. some point, you need other ways yeah. of getting inspiration. You also have your own personal clients mm -hmm. out outside of what you do at work, yeah. right? You're nine to five. Yeah. How have you come about finding these clients? Yeah. So, you, you know what, man, honestly, like, I used to do a, like I used to try and do a lot more freelance work previously mm -hmm. before I had this job. What I found now is I let projects come to me. I, I honestly like don't do much work in trying to like source new clients. I have homies and I have people who like can stumble on my Instagram and like be like, oh, cool. Like I'm going to need some graphic design work and I'm always happy to help them. But I think where I'm at right now is I've had a lot of kind of annoying experiences with freelance work. Really? Yeah. And just it's because like pay in general pay in general and like they don't know what they're expecting yeah like they, they don't know what they're gonna get so i'm at the point now where like i very much enjoy being in studio and working with people where there's like some security so yeah like i i in regards to like freelance clients um i wish i had like a little more to say on that one like yeah you brought up two um incredible points there it's firstly pay like do they do they think that okay i know him or he's freelance we could pay him less. exactly so people what i find is like people who reach out to you are normally not really serious about wanting to work with you mm -hmm. you know what i mean and they're always expecting some form of like deal or some very unrealistic turnaround time and it's just like listen like if you're my friend like i don't i also like stopped completely doing work for family because man that thing, yeah that is like that's the best thing you could do yeah. for yourself it's is not just, do anything for your family yeah because like no disrespect like i love like it's not like i don't want to help my family yeah but it's like i'm gonna have to put in fucking 20 hours of work on this yeah and i'm gonna charge you 20 dollars, like some bullshit amount because you're my family like i don't want to scalp you on some but then it's like but i should be charging you like a thousand dollars at least mm -hmm. and then they get like too involved and like then you like start to like resent people yeah. And it's like, you know what? No friends, no family. 
I'll work with you on Instagram um, if you want. I'm not actively looking. But you know what? What I like is honestly the freedom that I have right now of being in a more stable job. I can decide what clients I want to take on. And the first thing I'll do is like ask for a brief of the job. And if I'm excited about it and I want to work with it, then I'll absolutely take the job on because I think it'll boost my portfolio. Um, but if it's like, oh, I need this logo with too many ideas and like they don't they they don't really know what they want and they want cheapest price it's like you know what man i'm gonna i'm gonna refer you to some people that i know yeah you know like yeah they they do a lot more freelance work than me i'm I, you know i'm pretty busy whatever yeah yeah i'll, I'll introduce like I'll, I'll just i'll normally like push people away to like other people who do more freelance work but yeah there's definitely been sometimes like i've done some like end slide work for like like low budget movies Nice. Which is like, well, that's kind of fun. Like, that's you know, good, like, yeah. some custom type in there and like lower thirds and stuff. So that's kind of fun. And like, it's normally like pretty enjoyable and, and the briefs are pretty, pretty cohesive. And I find like movie people are serious because they have to make a movie. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the most serious <laughs> like, guys. It's not like there. some like a rapper who's like trying to get a logo for like $10. And it's like, man, like just fucking use Fiverr or something. Dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like it's not going to be 10 bucks. I'm telling you that right now. At first it's hard because I would like try and get whatever I could. And then like once you start getting into a stable realm of working, mm -hmm. you start realizing that, no, I don't have to go below my price. Exactly. Exactly. And like once that occurs, you just feel like, you're like no. Yeah, I'll you pick. you have the power. Yeah, you yeah. have the power. Exactly. And and you know what? It's going to take a lot of hurting to get to that point. Cuz <sighs> exactly. you're like a client comes to you if <laughs> even if it's like 100 bucks less than what you want. Yeah. It's like are you willing to compromise? It kind of plays with your ability and you're mm -hmm. like is this really my worth? Yeah. Is yeah. my worth lower than that? Exactly. And, and you know what? Sometimes it is it's tough, especially because yeah. there are a lot of people that need the money. Of course. Right. And and that can be very difficult. You know? And I think it, it happens a lot with new new designers or new artists who are, are just getting into the freelance space. They have no experience. And uh, my girlfriend is like, is she's a, a new designer. And it's one of those things that like you kind of have to learn yourself where it's like, hey, I'm telling you that like, you can't just trust people right off the bat. Yeah. Like you have to get a contract going because yeah. they're going to do everything in their fucking power to prolong the pay period or whatever. And they're going to want it for $100. And this job that they're asking you to do is at least worth 500 But then it's like the, the back and forth. And this isn't like just my girlfriend. This is like people like new designers in general is like don't know their worth yet, right? So it's like, well, I've never really done any work. So like, how could I be worth $500? And yeah. it's like, well, just think about what minimum wage is and how much time you're going to be putting into this. Right. And it's like, you're you're not, this is not $100. Like, it's, and it's not even about the money, but it's just like value your skills, you know? Like, and, and your time. Exactly. Like, exactly. Man, you don't, you don't get the time back. You brought, you brought up a very, very important point. In terms of pay, there are different ways of going about yeah. it. And something that I used to do is I would require 50% upfront. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. Like 50% upfront. And then at the end of it, I would be like, okay, I'm done with it. Here is a very, very, very low resolution of what it looks like. Yeah. And you want the full resolution, pay me the rest. Yeah. Once you have the, the product, the client doesn't care. Like they'll pay you when they want to pay you. You're no longer... A priority because I have the shit. So I, I don't even like I'll send I'll take a picture off my computer 
I won't even <laughs> like you know what I mean. I won't even send him a PNG. Like so sometimes I watermark that. Like, I've done I, that too. I heavily watermark yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Where you're like yeah. you're just seeing bits of it. Yeah. Like, but my the other thing that I found is too is with new freelancers, they won't put enough emphasis on restricting the amount of revisions that come back. I've I've done jobs as a young as a young designer, and there'll be like fucking forty revisions. So what I say is like I I will limit the amount of revisions per mm-hmm. design. So I'll say like I'm gonna pitch you three concepts, and then once you pick a concept that we're going with, I give I'm giving you up to three rounds of revisions. Any revision after these three is an additional like X amount of dollars. I usually say like an extra hundred dollars. That is so smart. Because then it not only forces the client to be very, very specific in yeah. what they don't like about what is happening. Like they can say like, cause it's like, oh, it's just not feeling right. And once you put a monetary value to that, be like, you're on your last revision. Like you better fucking tell me what you don't like. Whatever you decide, maybe you only want to do one concept. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many. I do three concepts, once that's picked, three revisions on that concept. I'm going to give you a finished product one time and then you can get three times to tell me you don't like this. And then they're going to be so fucking specific about what they don't like as soon as they know that there is a monetary value attached to these revisions. Yo. It's a good move. I've never had a project go past three since I've done that. That's a life pro tip, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Like and dude, if they go more, like you're just making money. Like it's just like, okay, cool. That'll be a hundred dollars. And like, you should have been more specific on your first revision. Then, like, yeah. if they if they need more revisions, and like, whatever, they need more revisions. Is it's making you money. Yo, man, you got any more life pro tips there? Uh, <laughs> I feel like that question is just so yeah. No, it's that's so a, open that it's putting you on the spot. I right? honestly think like that's my biggest one is like really value what you're doing and like. Uh, I know we like to trust people and like think they're like, oh, like you just fucking sign, get a contract made. Like yeah. whether it's an Instagram text message and like you can screenshot that they've confirmed your terms, just something that shows that you have it in writing. Like that's huge because people yeah. are going to argue you and try and get the most out of you and try and get like for the least amount of money until you get into a space where you've proven yourself. It's very easy for, for new designers to have no self-worth or not feeling like they're valued at a certain level. And I get why anyone would think that is because like, okay, you have nothing to show for yourself, obviously. But that doesn't mean you should take a hit, but just make sure also, like that being said, like make sure you can perform the task. Yes. Like don't don't start taking work for like $10,000 if you can't design <laughs> a website or like don't fucking figure it out after they paid you. Like do what you can do and then like with that income like figure like learn some more stuff or whatever but value your time too like people have put so much time and effort into their skill don't charge someone a hundred dollars for 40 hours of work like make yourself have a livable wage at least yeah